0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Laurel Traditions, a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every time. I am your host, Saf, and we have another lovely lineup of people to tell you a brand new story. No pen, no paper, no prep, and all hearing it for the first time. Very exciting. So basically what that means is we will all sit together like old pals do and each add a segment to one continuous story while hearing it for the very first time. And I have some very lovely guests with me. Bunny, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Bunny or Aaron. I go
1: by she, her pronouns. And you can find me everywhere at Precisely Aaron on the internet.
2: I'm a Cleric or Andres. You can find me uh, on TikTok as Cleric34, on Twitter, and Instagram as Cleric340. I'm very upset about that, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, And my pronouns are he,
3: him. I'm Moss, uh, pronouns she, her. And you can find me at ephemeral underscore giant. That's ephemeral underscore giant on all platforms.
0: Amazing. And you know me. I'm Saf. I go by she, her pronouns. And you can find me everywhere on the internet as a clerical error 748 And this time, we have a lovely, lovely story for you. And this is how it went. When did you stop dreaming?
1: When did you stop believing that your mind and your heart were enough to will you through daring adventures and scary mysteries? Did they stop because you hit adulthood and were thrown into the bumpy, messy roller coaster of day to day life? Or was it someone handing you your first set of tax documents at your, quote, real job? Maybe it was that 401k meeting you had at your first day at a real job? Or something else? Well, never fear. Here at Dreamscapes Incorporated, We are dedicated to helping rekindle those lost sparks, ready to do what it takes to help inspire the light within you. A television commercial rumbles on a few rooms over in a large but nearly uninhabited home. A tea kettle bubbles away on the stove in the kitchen A plate with a warm breakfast of eggs and waffles sit untouched. A small note sits folded in a half in half on the wooden desk in the study. A curling script with the name Nelly in golden ink scrawled on both sides she would know that handwriting anywhere. Mother. Nellie had been receiving these letters every year on the first day of spring for 17 years. (laughs) Never a clue how they got there, but having expected them annually, she instinctively turned the corner And entered the office with a small sigh. Happy spring, mom. Nellie's mother had passed away when she was a little girl. The details weren't super important to a young person at the time, but having grown up, she avoids thinking about them entirely. However, this year is a special year unbeknownst to Nellie this year in this letter from her mom there would be coordinates and a journey would begin
2: Nellie has sat in this very office hundreds and hundreds of times staring at the same screen staring at the same information every day But, as if every year, the letter always breaks up the monotony, though she dreads to read it. And as she goes through her boring, boring day, the letter continues to draw her eye, eventually piquing her curiosity enough to open it and read the full contents. In it, a note again from her mother, an unknown and unbeknownst way how she receives it. In it, her mother writes, Nellie, I know you chose the safe option. I know you chose something that would keep you away from took what took me, but I think it's time you give it a try. And unbeknownst to her, on the bottom of the page lay coordinates Something Nellie didn't know because she had never taken a cartography class like a normal person. So she put the coordinates into Google, looked through, and saw that it was in the middle of a jungle. Perturbed, Nellie immediately put the letter down uh, in anger, saying, Why would I ever do this? Why would I go on this adventure? Why would I ever go where this letter takes me? But a bit of curiosity turned into a bit of wonder, which turned into a bit of a dream. And Nellie, the next night, booked a flight.
0: Nellie booked a flight, which was a whole adventure for her since she had never booked a flight ever. Well, wow. she thought to herself, if you could see me now, Mom. But I guess that this is what she wanted for me in general. She packed her bags. She nervously looked through the internet to see all the things she could see about her location and where she was going and what she should do. And still she finished packing the bag and went to the airport, hand shaking, as she handed over her luggage. And the the flight was more than just an average citizen taking a plane to somewhere new. No, it was an adventure. An adventure she had never dreamed of. And in all in one swoop, it felt like the plane ride took forever, but also was over too soon. Granted, she was sweating the entire time, and an old man next to her said, "'If man were meant to fly, he'd have wings.' She thought, which was a weird statement, since he was also in this flight. But still, elderly people tended to say strange things, and she wrote it off as such. Eventually, she made it to her intended location and still had coordinates to follow. Of course, you would pick out in the middle of nowhere, she thought to herself. But still, she clutched her mother's letter closer to her heart. I don't think that she would have sent me here if she didn't really think it was important. She thought to herself a while as she gathered her luggage and found her taxi to wherever she needed to go. And she couldn't help but wonder, like the little girl that wondered when her mom passed away. Her mom always said that the adventure was worth it. Always. And so now she was going on blind faith, whether she liked it or not. After all, she had spent the money on the plane ticket, and she was here. There was no going back. And so she trekked through the jungle, fought off all the kinds of insects that wished her wrong. She bore through the horrible heat, and the weird noises, and the awful smells. And she came upon her location, her GPS marking the exact coordinates that she needed. But she found nothing, nothing of note, at least. And so for a while she paced the ground and looked here and looked there. And for a minute, she was tempted to tear this note to pieces. What could you possibly have planned, Mother? She stomped back and forth. And eventually she found herself sitting angrily on a rock.
3: As Nellie sat on this rock in the middle of this dense, humid forest, her dark skin looking like the bark of the trees that surrounded her and her anger and exhaustion rooting her to the earth like the trees in the same way, the rock below her started to sink lower and lower Nellie started to panic (laughs) frantically she looked around as not only was the rock sinking but the entire part of this clearing was sinking with her like an elevator platform lowering into the earth itself into a deep unfathomable darkness As the platform sank and Nellie scrambled to find a way up to no avail, she was hit with the sound, a piercing sound, of TV static. It surrounded the air and filled her senses until the platform shook into place in this darkness with the only thing that could be seen was a small stone building with a logo above the door dreamscapes incorporated this must be what her mother sent her out for when did you stop dreaming Nellie started to ponder the question herself she'd heard the commercial a thousand times but now that this place this business I guess Business would be the best thing to call it here, was right in front of her. A pit started to grow in her stomach, and her hands started to shake with worry. When did you stop dreaming? It starts to wrap and twist in her mind, and the words start to sound different. When did you start dreaming? When did you stop being? Nellie attempted to shake off the fear and headed for the door. A singular square doorframe with a big, beaten, deep, dark, gunmetal gray door. No window inside. Just a door that left slightly hinged open as she entered inside she could see the plant life and vines crawling up these stone walls but the building still intact and a thin blue light that permeated the entire building but otherwise darkness and shelves and wires and stone floor, and that unintelligible static that is so alien yet so familiar. As she wandered through this building, hearing nothing but static and the occasional skitter of small feet, the dread started to seep in. When did you start dreaming? When did you stop being? And that dreamscape commercial Starts, she thinks, going through her head But as she listens closer and feels closer And tunes into that sound and that fear It's not in her head at all It's around her Playing over and over again as she wanders through these catacombs full of wired shelves and static light. Until she reaches a door where the voice of that commercial is thousands in number and louder than the static that has been following her. Nellie steadies herself. Adventure awaits. My mother would not send me here if there wasn't a reason. She reaches for the door for the doorknob, shakily but sure, twists the handle and releases it into a large room, filled with TVs covering every wall. Every surface in almost a dome-like structure with wires trickling down, some TVs static, some TVs playing the Dreamscape commercial over and over again. All of these wires trickling down to a center point, a small stone platform in the middle of the room with a chair. Uh, Hello? Nellie trepidatiously speaks. And in her head, she hears the voice of her mother. When did you start dreaming? When did you stop being? And she is hit all at once with the flashes of memories of love and her mother's love. And being stolen away. To hear. Everything she had remembered doesn't seem quite right anymore. Those letters she'd received over years don't seem quite right anymore. Nellie never lived in a big uninhabited house. Nellie never truly existed. She wanders towards that stone platform. She goes to face the figure that seems to be sitting in that chair. She heads carefully to the other side. It is met with a vision too horrifying to truly give an emotion to. It is not her in that chair, but it is her mother. Wires crawling out of every orifice and the sound of static emanating from her mouth. And that jaw, that unhinged, sickly jaw, as her mother's withered body sits in this chair, starts to move. When did you start dreaming? And Nelly reaches a shaky hand out to touch her mother's body to make sure it's real, it's really her. As she does, she is hit this static noise and this wave of memories yet again not her own but her mother's and everything goes dark and all you hear is TV static and all Nelly hears is the words of her mother when did you stop dreaming? That's where we'll end the story.
0: Incredible! Another brand new story, definitely twisty and turny, full of plot twists that I was not anticipating. They're um, of this real good. this. It sure did. Happy <laughs> Halloween, everybody. Uh, hey, we love a spooky story. We do. <laughs> um, this is a part of the podcast where we talk about the story of where maybe we got our inspiration from, where we thought it was going to go, uh, and all that good stuff. So if, Bunny, you want to start us off and uh, tell us kind of if you had inspiration or if you were just getting with it and went on the fly, tell us a little about, <laughs> about it. I think uh most of it was just my
1: own brain going with uh what I would have wanted to happen, I guess. Sure. Um, somebody presenting me with the an open ended world like this this podcast. Um, so I tried to kind of put that into a physical sense mm-hmm. where somebody's been granted this kind of open world of hey, there's there's this mysterious thing that arrives in your home every year, and you get coordinates. Where does it go? And I kind of just wanted to see the creativity unfold with the other storytellers, which you guys did great. That was incredible. I will say, <laughs> as
2: soon as you said the first line, my jaw like dropped, and I was like,
1: oh, yes. all right. I'm so glad you liked it. I'm glad I was trying to leave it open-ended enough that, you know, somebody could pick it up and do whatever they wanted to it.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah. will say with yeah. my thought process, um, during the first half of what you were saying, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a... like This is turned into like a TV pitch. So I got to be mm-hmm. like... I was going to be all announcer voice, be like, and in this department, we have this. And this department, I was <laughs> Amazing. like, Right. this is what we got to do. But then you brought in the letter. I was like, okay, like how does... Nellie react to this letter, like, usually. Like, usually, how does, like, Nellie... Because Nellie saw it was, like, my mom again, and my mom's dead, so this letter's suspicious. Yes. So I wanted to be, like, all right, I gotta be, like, that transition to say, like, why would she... How would she finally respond to this letter? How would she finally, like, move through it? And my first... My first idea, like, when I was thinking about it, was to be, like, maybe she doesn't respond to the letter, and then the letter, like instead of it coming once a year, it now starts increasing a whole bunch until right. she has to respond to it. Oh. Uh, but I was like, no, it's just like her innate curiosity, her innate thing, her innate drive, her innate kind of dream mm-hmm. uh, kind of took her over. And I was like, all right, I'm booking a flight and we we zip, zap, zapping over there. <laughs>
1: I love that you you leapt in and decided to place her in the jungle, because that just opened up the adventure element so, so, so much, which is so awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know where we were going to go with this story. Initially, I thought the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, commercial. I thought maybe we were in some kind of, like, cyberpunk future or something like that, because I know Bunny's a fan of that. Um, (laughs) But then, like, the letter came in, and I was like, okay, cool. I don't... um, kind of like clerics that I didn't know what it was gonna do or where we were gonna take it and then we went to the jungle and I was like oh is this like a fun story of like my mom left me notes after she passed away and like this is gonna be a reconnection thing no. um but because <laughs> because of the commercial That's- no 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 because of the commercial aspect I was like it has the full like the laying ground of this is kind of suspicious like this is a little weird so when Moss took it the like horror route i was like you know what this slaps like this it was such so
1: a, a cool
0: ending i was blown away my mouth was
3: hanging open the whole time <laughs> well you gave me such a wonderful checkoffs gun to work with i went oh Dream Company commercial? Can't not use that. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be
0: creepy. We gotta do that to him. (laughs) Um, Moss, do you want to walk us through a little bit initially? Like, Did you have inspiration? Did you foresee any of the previous storyline happening? Or were you kind of just like, ah, wherever it takes me, it'll take me?
3: I was kind of, ah, wherever it'll take me, it'll take me. And the only thing I was completely stuck on was the idea of a dream company. Mm -hmm. The way Bunny started that commercial spiel. Oh yeah. Was it was just so wonderfully decadent and creepy mm-hmm. that I couldn't not <laughs> use it and it just got stuck in my mind. All I could see was just an old warehouse with the Dreamscape logo yeah. on it.
1: Yes, yes. Also thank you. That's the best compliment
0: I think I've ever gotten. <laughs> I know. Decadent. That's a, a top notch descriptor.
3: I, I gotta
2: write that in my yeah, like, for future use.
0: when i was
1: uh when i was just kind of tossing out things um i don't know i i remember from my college english classes they always say that a great hook starts with something that already hooks people which is a Mm -hmm. commercial usually or an advertisement and um i really didn't know about the letter until it came out of my mouth (laughs) i
0: I love that that's so good (laughs) It's amazing because I thought um, when you initially had the whole commercial-esque concept, I was like, okay, are we going to go the Inception route? Are we going to go like actual <laughs> dream? Or is this going to be like a creepy corporation that we go through? Yada yada yada, And it ended up having a top-notch anime ending. And I say that with the highest regard because I was like, or oh, is this going to be like a secret agent ending? Because I kind of had the pleasure of just moving the character towards the end goal and um, and I was like, yeah, this is really exciting. Like, there's going to be some kind of surprise that Moss is going to give us at the end. And it ended up being so great because I was like, "Ah shoot. Like, I could have never foreseen this coming. And the whole time I was on pins and needles listening
3: to Moss uh, lay up yes, the me whole too. concept. That's the best compliment I could get.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, honestly, Claire gave me such a great uh, pitch because I loved the way that you put Nellie into the position of kind of frustrated with her mom but also like i'm believing that my mom wanted me to go do this so i'm just gonna take the leap and go so i really got a great position between cleric and then into moss's ending so awesome job you guys super cool thank you right back at you absolutely
3: yeah no everyone did really cool things
1: (laughs) that was so fun
2: i will say for me like when i when i thought about it was when she got The letter like my original like in my brain I was like like her mom was like maybe an adventurer and she got killed like that way and so she like Mm -hmm. chose the safe life to not do it. And then like the second one, how I thought kind of like the way the ending moss took it, but like less Eldric horror and more just like, huh, it's been a dream (laughs) this entire time. You've been in a coma. Thank you, Dreamscape.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. That's one of my favorite things about telling stories together you just never know where it's gonna go or what people are gonna do with it and it's equally as fun to be waiting in apprehension to see what your party members are gonna do because you kind of have to be in the hands of each other of like okay the first person's going and then it's my turn but then I have to pass it off to somebody so it ends up being like a very fun uh game of hot potato (laughs) yes absolutely absolutely absolutely
2: I'm just mad we didn't reference Yu Gi Oh! at all.
0: I know. Had to get the Yu Gi Oh! in there. <laughs> You've triggered my trap card.
2: It was a true. You triggered my trap card. Dreamscape Corporation. Dreamscape. <laughs> Amazing. The person
1: in the chair was Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> oh my god. It was me,
2: Amazing. Seto Kaiba, the entire time. <laughs>
0: I love this group of storytellers you guys thank you so much for coming and telling this lovely story yeah Yeah, absolutely um Thank you. I guess I'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh, This has been another episode of Laurel Traditions, a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every time. Special thanks to my friends Cleric, Moss, and Bunny, as well as Kes, who edits every single episode and created our our little jingle. Thank you guys so much, and see you next time! Mm